that's the question I want to ask you tonight. Is how do you see yourself? <laughs> I'm going to uh, speak to you tonight about a sermon topic. Uh, over 10 years of ministry, I've never spoken on this subject ever. Ever. And I'm going to speak to you about that tonight. If you turn with me in your Bible tonight, I want to begin with the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please turn with me to Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. And as you're turning there, there's a young boy... And this young boy's in the backyard, and he's got his baseball bat on his shoulder, and he's got a ball, and he throws the ball up in the air. And he says, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. And he swings and misses, and he goes, strike one. And that young boy goes, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. And he throws that ball up, and he swings, and he misses it. He goes, strike two. He, that young boy goes, I'm the greatest hitter in the world. He throws that ball up and swings, strike three. And that young boy goes, I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. (laughs) That's the mindset that God wants us to have. We're going to fail at times. We're going to mess up at times. We're going to fall short at times. But tonight I want to ask you, how do you see yourself? Because in order to have God's very best in your life, you have got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, if you don't know who you are, you can't enjoy God's blessings. You can't enjoy God's favor if you don't know who you are in Jesus. And we're in a series entitled Get Disconnected. And we've talked about certain things that you've got to get disconnected from. And Barry Young's got to get disconnected from. We've talked about bondages. God's plan is that every Christian would be separate from the bondages of this life. We're only to be bound to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've talked about how it's God's divine plan that we get separate, that we get disconnected from fear. The word of God says, for I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Tonight I'm gonna speak to you about something I've never, ever spoken about. The title of the message is Getting Disconnected from your low self-image. I want to talk to you tonight about how it is not God's will if you are a Christian to have a low self-image. And I've never spoken on this. If you're here tonight and you have a low self-image, you are out of the will of God. If you're here tonight, you got low self-esteem, you don't fully comprehend what the Word of God says about you, and you are completely, 100% out of God's will. If you have received Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to have a high self-image, to have a high self-esteem. Let's look at what the Word of God says here tonight. Luke, pardon me, Matthew chapter 22 Verse 36 to 34, and here's what the word says. The man said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Verse 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Verse 38, this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Underline this phrase in your notes. Love your neighbor as yourself. Finally, verse 40. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. I'm going to be honest. 
in some ways, I feel like I'm preaching on sex tonight. I always get a little bit nervous when I start, when I preach a sermon or series on sex because, you know, everybody's got different views and different opinions. And I'm kind of nervous to preach this because I've never preached that God wants you to have a healthy self-esteem. I've never preached that God wants you to have a healthy self-image. I have never preached it is a sin to have low self-esteem and have a low self-image. But I'm gonna show you what verse rocked my world this week. I want you to look before we begin and then we're gonna pray. Notice what verse 39 says. Now don't look at me here. I want everybody looking at your Bibles here because this is the whole crux of my whole message tonight. Look at verse 39. Let's read it one more time. And the second is like it. Love thy neighbor as yourself. Notice the prerequisite to loving others is what? To love yourself. Jesus is saying this is the second greatest commandment. The first is to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is, everybody's heard this, love your neighbor as yourself. But here's the key. The prerequisite to loving others is what? That's not my words. Right here in verse 39, Jesus is talking about love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now I know some of you that like to correct the pastor might be saying, well Barry, there's nothing good in me except for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd say amen to that. You might say, well Barry, I've made a bunch of mistakes and unfortunately so have I, so I'd have to say amen to that. But I want you to look below here and then we're gonna pray. There is a difference in having pride and then liking yourself for having a positive self-image. You see, I'm not telling you to put faith in yourself. I'm not telling you to exalt yourself. I'm not saying you need to be independent of God. No, 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 no. I'm saying you need to depend on God. I'm saying that you need to be focused on God. But I just want you to know tonight uh, that God does not create junk. And if you're a son or a daughter of God, he wants you to have a positive, healthy, life-giving self-image. And I'm going to tell you why tonight. Would you just bow your hearts in prayer? Lord, let every person in the sound of my voice get disconnected from low self-esteem, from a low self-image. Lord, nobody here should be prideful. But Lord, we're your children, those that put their faith in you. And I ask you to help us to see ourselves through your eyes and to know who we are in Christ Jesus, and we pray in his name. Thank you, Lord, that my sins are forgiven and that you have got a word for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, this message is for you. Listen up. All right, let me give you tonight seven reasons why you're supposed to have a healthy self-image. I'm telling you, this is one of those messages that can set people free. Let me give you seven reasons tonight from the word of God that God wants you to have a high self-image. Number one, God chose you. Hallelujah. Thank God. God chose you. God chose you. I'm gonna say it till I hear somebody say amen because that's the best thing I can say all night. God chose you, hallelujah. Some of you, <laughs> you don't get chosen very often. 
Some of you have memories of not getting chosen at all. Let me tell you what Ephesians 1.4 says. The word says that he chose us uh, before the creation. Man, I'm telling you, you should be able to get out of bed tomorrow morning with your shoulders back, uh, with your head up, because God chose you. And you know what? One of the worst things that you can do is look at God through the eyes of your past or through the eyes of your experience. You can't look at God through the pattern of your earthly father. Even if you've had a godly father, the most godly fathers, they make mistakes. Friends, I'm telling you, we serve a loving father who is faultless, uh, who is perfect, who's all-loving, all-knowing, almighty, and he chose you. Man, if that don't get you excited. Man, I'm telling you, God chose you. And I'm telling you what? That should change the way we look at ourselves. You see, I think it is a sin, and I know it is a sin, to be prideful. But I also think it's a sin to have false humility. Have you ever heard somebody, um, they tell you to stop praising them, but they've got two signs going? Number two. Second reason, you should have a healthy self-image. Number two. God knew us in our mother's womb. Let me give you the one scripture. There's many. This is the fundamental reason. And I'll just be bold here. And if you don't like it, you'll just have to accept it. That I'm right. You're wrong. (laughs) This is the number one reason why Christians should be against abortion. It's Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. For I knew you in your mother's womb. Friends, let me tell you something. God doesn't know trees. God doesn't know fish. God knows his creation. He knows his people. He knows his sons. He knows his daughters. And Jeremiah 1, 5 says, For I knew you in your mother's womb. Even before you were born, God knew who you were. And man, that should just get you excited. I'm telling you, there should be no way Christians should have a low self-esteem if we truly understand what does the Bible say about us. The Bible says for you, sister or brother, he says that God chose you. And number two, he says he knew you in your mother's womb. And you know what I love about that? He knew that you were going to make those mistakes. He knew that you were going to make those failures. He knew that you were going to make those bad decisions. But he knew you, he chose you, and he loves you. I just want you to write this down. It's a sin to have low self-esteem and be a believer. I'm telling you, that's the truth. Do you want your son or daughter looking down on themselves? Do you want your son or daughter bad-mouthing themselves? Do you want your son or daughter feeling inferior? No, 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 no. Now, you don't want your son or daughter prideful. But friends, Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. God wants you to have a positive self-image. Let's look at number three. We're looking at getting disconnected from a low self-image. Number three, oh, man, I'm telling you, some of you gotta receive this. Oh, here's what I've heard so many Christians say. Well, I'm just a poor old sinner. You know what the truth is? You were a poor old sinner. Now you're a saint. Oh, 
That's good preaching, Barry, good preaching. I'm telling you, you were a sinner, now you're a saint. You were an adulterer, now you're a saint. You were a thief, a liar, you are now a saint. Amen. I'm telling you, you are a saint if your faith is in Jesus. Romans 1.17 says, the just shall live by faith. Oh, let me give you what the word of God says. I want you to look there in your notes. 1 Corinthians 6.11 says, and that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. That's what you were. I'm telling you, you can just, if you don't want to receive this, stop calling yourself a sinner. You were a sinner. Now, do you still sin occasionally? Yes. But I'm telling you, you're a saint of God. You've got to disagree with the Bible to disagree with that point. You were. And I'm telling you something right now, the devil hates it, that's scripture. Listen to me. If your past defines your future, you'll have no future. If your past defines your future, you will have no future. Look at me, brothers and sisters in Christ. Stop having a low, negative self-image of yourself. I don't care what you weigh, how you look, what size you're in, what hair you do or do not have. Uh, You were chosen by God. Uh, He knew you in your mother's womb and you were a sinner. But today, if you know Jesus, you are a saint who struggles with sin at times. Let me give you number four. Hallelujah. Number four. God set you apart. Look at what God's word says in Jeremiah 1.5. It starts out in that verse and says, for I knew you in your mother's womb. Then what's the verse, second part of that verse say? For I set you apart. Whew. Okay, this is a horrible illustration, but it's the best thing I can come up with. We have life group at our house a couple times a month. And here's what we do. Can I just make a confession, Betty? Here's what we do. Everything that's about to expire <laughs> We put that out for everybody, <laughs> okay? So <laughs> everything that's getting, it's still good, but it's getting close to going bad, we got that out. <laughs> and all the good stuff, all the good high-calorie desserts, everything else, we got that hidden away. <laughs> in fact, I even tell people in my life group before they go, stay as long as you want in fellowship, eat whatever you see that's not inside a cabinet. Because <laughs> we've got certain things that are just set apart. Now I'm going to have people come over to my life group hunting around my house. <laughs> Opening up cabinets and getting in drawers. But if you do that, then you're going to have to mess with Kelly. So I just want to warn you. Can I tell you something? When you set something apart, it shows the value. My relationship with Kelly is unlike any relationship I have with anyone in the world because it's set apart. Friends, tonight, God has set you apart for a purpose and a plan. 
And I'm telling you, that should shatter any image you have that's negative of yourself. Let me give you number five tonight. Seven reasons you should not have a low image of yourself. God considered you so important that he gave his son Jesus. I'm telling you, there is nothing else more important than that one thought that it should shatter any low image you have. John 3, 16, the most well-known verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who did he give his son for? For you. God considers you so important. When I was a youth pastor and I'd see so many teenagers struggling with low self-esteem. Why? Because they looked through the lens of what this world thought was important. If they didn't have a certain look, how many of you know most of those photographs you see of folks, they've been touched up? I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Right now, Britney Spears has curves. But one of these days, those curves are going to turn into (laughs) U-turns. I'm telling you, how many people have gone broke trying to look like they make a lot of money? Kelly's dad used to tell me when they, when her dad made a ton of money and they lived in that real big fancy neighborhood, he would tell me, he would go walking at night and he would see people with big fancy houses and didn't have money for drapes or furniture and they'd look inside their windows and he could just see how it was just empty. Friends, let me tell you something. Take off what this world says is important. You know, it's amazing to me how many people want to be like movie stars. Name me more than three movie stars that have been married for more than 30 years to one person. Name me movie stars that haven't had a substance abuse problem or haven't committed adultery or haven't gotten involved with this or this or this or this. Man, I'm telling you, it's a hollow, shallow life. Money never makes people happy. Fame never makes people happy. It is a temporary fix. There's a story that Madonna was in South America. And she was doing this concert and just like many rock stars, they go all over the world and thousands of people line up to hear them. Madonna was in her hotel room and thousands of people gathered outside the hotel room and they began to chant and cheer, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. And they're chanting louder and louder and her, her publicist or her manager comes in the room and and wants her to go out on the balcony and acknowledge the thousands that have gathered to honor her. And when the manager comes in, he finds Madonna lying on the bed, crying out, I wish people would love me just for who I am. And I wish that her eyes would be opened to the fact that that's how God's love is for her. Friends, I'm telling you, the people you see on TV, the vast majority of them, their lives are broke, busted, and disgusted. Let me give you number six here. Sixth reason you should have a positive self-image. Can I just say something to you? Before I joined Weight Watchers, I was one, you know, like I lead one Weight Watcher meeting a week, just keep me on the straight and narrow. And so many times people's weight is tied into their self-esteem. But let me tell you something. I don't allow anybody to cuss in our Weight Watcher meetings. Isn't that a good thing? 
If I hear anybody say the F word, it just drives me crazy. Fat. We might have been fluffy, but nobody was fat. <laughs> At my fluffiest point, I had a high self-esteem. You can ask Kelly. Woo! There's pictures of me just in super large clothes, and I'm just smiling, just having a great time. I only lost weight because I was scared of some serious health issues I was driving into. Let me give you number five here tonight. Number six. God created you with worth. God created you with worth. Some of you need to hear that. God created you with worth. Here's what our society teaches. If you do something good, guess what? You're worth a lot to this company if you can make money for us. That's what they teach. Don't our schools say this? If you get good grades, you're on the dean's list. I'm telling you, my name never even got close to a dean's list. I'd have to superimpose that on a list. Let me tell you something. Here's what Genesis 126 says. Genesis 126 says this. For you were created in the image of God. Do you know that you were created in the image of God? You should be so overwhelmed with a positive self-image because God chose you, he forgave you, he set you apart, and he created you in his image. Have you ever seen sons where they look like their dads or daughters and they, they look like their moms? You just know they're together. God created you to be together with him, and you're created in his image. You have worth, regardless of how much money you make, regardless of anything you have done in this society, you have worth just because you're created in the image of God. Let me give you number seven tonight. Number seven, here's the last reason you should not have a low self-image. Number seven tonight, God then recreated you. Second Corinthians five seventeen. therefore if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. God created you, he created this world, and then those of you that put your faith in Jesus, thank you, God, he has recreated you. I know about you, but I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he recreated me. You know what that means? I want you to look at me here as we're about to close as Chris comes to play softly. You can introduce a brand new you. That's what some of you need to do tonight. Maybe some of you, you've been going through a rough time. It's time to introduce a new you. Well, Barry, you, you, I don't know what people are going to say. Who cares what people say? Why don't you start being the positive one? You know what makes me so sad is negative, stingy, cranky Christians. Woo. Man, I'd rather be around 10 people that don't love Jesus than one stingy, cranky Christian. Oh, man. Man, I don't like those folks. I love them, but I don't like them. Let me give you some powerful thoughts about yourself as we close. Let me quote Jesus one more time. The second greatest commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let me give you some powerful thoughts as we close. Number one, some people don't get along with others because they don't like themselves. Do you know that could be hurting your marriage? Some people... They don't get along with others because they don't like themselves. God wants you to like yourself. Number two, 
Do you know when you criticize yourself, you're criticizing God's creation? I'm telling you, that's the truth. I have seen some people so hard on themselves. When you criticize yourself, you're criticizing God's creation. You're the creation of God. Number three. Don't live under mounds of condemnation simply because you're struggling in some areas. You know what? I love the Lord, and most every day I spend alone time with Him. But you know what? I still struggle in some areas. And I'm going to struggle in some areas for the rest of my life. Hopefully not the same ones. Hopefully I'll get victories over different areas and move on to a different area. Number four, you can live free from the heaviness that has weighed you down. You can't. And let me give you the last one as we close. Oh. Quit bringing up what God has forgotten. Quit it. Quit it, quit it. Quit bringing up what God has forgotten. Man, I'm telling you, you should feel so loved tonight. Man, I'm telling you, if you don't feel loved, if you don't have self-worth tonight, I'm telling you, you never will. God has chosen you. He's called you. He set you apart. He's given you worth. So now as we close, I just want you to look up here. All the blanks are filled. You can be saved for 40 years and not have the self-image God wants you to have. I've seen people that have been saved for years and they don't like themselves and they've got a negative self-image. You know, I love being Pentecostal. I love the Assemblies of God. But you know, early on in the Assemblies of God, they were legalistic. And a lot of that teaching was bad because they were man's rules trying to get to God and you can only get to God by faith. That's it. A lot of that was going on was good, but there was some of it that was bad. Legalism means that we're setting up rules that aren't from the word of God that we just set up to try to get closer to God. Friends and I, I just want you to know you are the apple of God's eye. Get disconnected from negative thinking. Get disconnected from low self-esteem. Get disconnected from this thought that I'm a sinner. You were a sinner. Now you're saved by grace and you're a son or daughter of God. Would you just bow your hearts with me in prayer tonight? Lord, thank you for your word. God, thank you that it brings life. God, thank you that it's...